This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life, and that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Welcome, it's Pat and Stu. Happy President's Day. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful day. At least here in Texas. It's going to be, what, 80? 75, 80? I love it. Oh, it sucks. Not every, in February. Every minute of it. It just means that March is going to be 95 or 100. I don't care what it means. It I can mean do. 126. I oh, still be bored. No! Bring it on. Bring back the heat. Bring back the pool. Bring back the summer. Bring back the pool. I'm all about that. I want it back. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yes, that'll that, be very that, nice. That is the one nice little kind of No, it's not the one nice. I've been talking to, uh, to a hot weather. relative of mine who uh, is uh, still working, living in the one of the few relatives that hasn't moved to Texas since we moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're dealing with slush and oh, snow. And you step in That'd a puddle fun. and it coats your feet ah, in that's freezing so much cold fun. ice. That's just good, clean fun. Right no, it's there. not. It's terrible. It's good, clean fun. It's it's not. I, I will say this. It's not how humans were intended to live. Okay. Uh, well, if it weren't, then we wouldn't have that kind of weather. <clears throat> so I disagree. People. The whole point of of, mm. of the the Earth was is a, is a litmus test uh, for God to know who's smart by mm. uh, everyone who lives in those areas to move out of them by the end of their lives. That that's essentially what that's the basic design of Earth. I don't have any any scripture to back that up, but we're still in Bible country. I'll tell you that <laughs> we're still in Bible country. I'm still in the Bible. I'm still in the Bible. Not what in you, the Bible, but in Bible well, country. I don't know if you noticed. You're in Bible country. Yes, I'm not. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the areas in the Bible, Middle East, hot. Yeah, true. So there you go. There you go. Just pointing that out. Just All right. pointing it out. What does it mean? I don't know. What am I resisting? I don't know. 
Is it the institutionalization of the human psyche? Maybe. Is it the collectivization of manufacture? I don't know. Not sure. Maybe. Not I'm not sure. sure, but I can tell you it's a symbol of reversibility. That's exactly what it is. Uh, you know? A symbol that, of reversibility. By the way, that guy keeps coming in on different shows on this network. We need mm-hmm. to get him on. We do. I honestly don't even want to talk to him about his 3D gun anymore. I want to find out really what interesting stuff. collectivization of manufacture means. I just, That's, want, yeah. uh, just tell us what the institutionalization of the, of the human, human psyche, psyche is. That's the one I want to focus on. I just want to talk about the institutionalization of the human psyche for like an hour. And what about a symbol of reversibility? What exactly? I mean, why is the gun a symbol of reversibility? Because I think, I think, I thought it was irreversibility, yeah. right? Was so it irreversibility? Yeah, I think it's irreversibility. Yeah, okay, because, maybe. because he's saying sense. like once you have the 3D printed gun. Yeah, you can't reverse you can't, it. No, you can't, there's no longer a possibility that you can no longer have guns. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you could, yeah. I mean, because even if you were... Collected them all, you could always just print one. Which exactly. Would be pretty crazy. Anyway, that is an interesting topic, but not really one we're talking about today. Um, the, uh, I don't know, do we, let's see. Do you want to get into this Milo thing and all? I just, let, let me be honest about the Milo thing. Um, oh, no. Please, be honest I, about it. Is it okay in our society? Mm-hmm. And I honestly mean this. Is it an okay thing today for us to just be bored by an individual? Is it okay for me to just not care what this idiot talks about? Not if he's homosexual. I, I, I don't. You must be fascinated by every aspect of his life. I, I am not. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't know why we know who he is. Homophobe. I don't know what he does. Phobophobe. I don't know anything about Hater. him. I don't care about him. And why his name keeps popping up in news reports, I guess is because Breitbart essentially is running the country. I guess that's why we're yeah. supposed to care. But I mean, Twitter. I got to be, I got all, all everything in me to care about that story. And I don't care about it. Homophobe. Hater. Phobophobe. Hater. Phobe. Phobic. Phober. Hating. Phobia. Phobe of homos, sexuals. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's just, I don't, I, it, I mean, I will uh-huh. say this. It's the same thing with every other Breitbart writer. I just don't care. I know. I don't care what they do. I don't care when they try to come up with these big things that are making, you know, they're mm-hmm. supposed to make everything so controversial. And we're all supposed to tweet about how much we care about them doing mm-hmm. what they did or that they got banned on Twitter or that, I don't know, they got six new friends on MySpace last week. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm supposed to care about, why I'm supposed to care about them, but I just don't care. I don't care what he does. I don't care what he says. He's of no, he does not exist in my world. He does monger, not exist in my life. Hate monger, mongering. <laughs> well, you think that's monger, the argument? Mongered, I think it's like this thing where homophobe monger, monger of monger, mongle of doids, what? monglosis. <laughs> I don't. I I, I don't mongoloid. Take it. I, I don't know what that means i don't know either person from mongolia I guess. I think. yeah there you go uh, i i don't know what like i guess because he says controversial things we're supposed to all get uh, outraged about well we are yes and look i you know yes. i no one could defend the crap that he says but I, that's his point right like he just wants he tries attention to do that and i i don't I, I have no use for people like that like it's one thing if you have i, I don't know it just i mean this is what he says he does Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't care. I, yeah. I have too much in my life to worry about, to care about what some idiot Breitbart guy is saying. It is interesting care. that they've chosen him as the keynote speaker. I don't know if this holds up after all this. I really don't yeah. know. 
if C CPAC can, can continue to allow him to be the keynote speaker or a speaker at all, after this pedophilia thing that he was talking about, it was just, I mean, yeah. come on, man. First of all, to bring all homosexuals into that, because he said especially for homosexuals, um, you know, sex among generations or whatever it was that he was kind of saying, he, he implied, in fact, he stated that 13-year-olds and, and men, it's perfectly fine for them to be, to be getting together. I mean, it, it's outrageous what he said. And, but you're right. I mean, who is he? We, I we shouldn't know. even, until a year ago, I'd never heard the name. I don't know who he is. I, I still don't know why we talk about him. I still don't know I, well, who we he do. is. I try not to. So, yeah. I just, I just, and, I don't, I'm just yeah. not. You know, I, like there's a lot of people who are really interesting out there that do all sorts of interesting things. He's just not one. Not of one them. of them. He's just not an interesting character to me. And again, like you look at this stuff a lot of times as, I mean, look, we do a show where we try to advocate for the things that we believe, and and but I mean, you know, it's still an entertainment product, and you come out and you try to talk about things that are interesting. He's just a giant zilch in my life, to be honest with you, a big fat mm-hmm. bore. Yeah. And I, I I don't I don't have anything to say about him. He's just a zero. Is he your hero zero? No. Or oh okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, um, maybe since it's President's Day, then we we substitute the presidential list because I really like oh. that on the radio um, program because uh, it was interesting to me that these these liberal historians, for the most part, I'm sure there's a few conservatives sprinkled in just so they can say, uh, "We're not all liberals." There were a hundred out of a hundred of us. We had three conservatives. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. so. And that's true. They did. Paul Kengor is the one I can identify by name, who was a guy who he wrote The Communist, a book about Frank Marshall Davis, the, uh, the mentor to Barack mm-hmm. Obama. He's been on the show many times. He's a really smart guy, historian, uh, obviously highly respected even by the left to put him on this uh, panel yeah. in the first place. Um, and he was very frustrated by the results. I think he's going to come on this week and talk about it. Oh, good. Um, and talk about how, you know, he his, can't believe His Barack big Obama. frustration was Obama's number 12, yeah. right? He does not think that number that's right. Number 12, come, come on. on. And, and that will only rise. As, as time goes on, they'll start to become fonder and fonder of the, of the Barack Obama administration. You're even seeing that with George W. Bush. I mean, he went from 36 to 33 in this race, in the, in the list, which is ridiculous, um, ridiculously low for Bush. I mean, again, he was not a great president by any means, but he was better than 36th. Yeah, um, better than 33, probably. Better than too. 33, yeah. I mean, I think he's, he should be higher. Uh, certainly better than Jimmy Carter. You could uh, put him at 31, and you'd, I'd be okay with it. Really? Yeah. 31. There you go. Maybe even 30. 31. And I'd be okay with it. But, I mean, Jimmy Carter, I'm putting... Carter. Let me scroll down here. What was Carter, 25 or something? Yeah, he was Carter 26. 26. Right behind Ford, who was 25. Uh, And ahead of George W. Bush. Are you kidding me? Come on. Ahead of Calvin Coolidge, who was a great president. Yeah, he was 27th. Nixon was 28th. Bush five spots behind Nixon. Come on. I mean, come on. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, ridiculous. absolute insanity. Um, I will also say on this list is William Howard Taft, who is best known for being um, overweight. overweight. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's known for. Grover Cleveland at number 23. What, what, what number was Taft? Uh, Taft was 24. Why is that? Because he was the fat guy. The fat guy gets yep. bumped all the way down to 24. So you think he'd be... Amen, uh, Pat. He'd be, Amen. He'd be top 10 if he weren't the fat guy. Yep. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, John Adams, 19. Mm, that's it's pretty bad. low. Uh, Although, James Madison, because 17. the Alien and Sedition Act was so bad, uh, I can almost be okay with 19 for him. 
Other than that, I, th I think it was, he did a pretty good job. But the Alien and Sedition Act was so unconstitutional, so egregious, um, and such a blight on our history that I think that, you know, he deserves a little, he deserves to be knocked down the list a little bit. Now, longtime listeners of the show will recognize a name uh, very important to the history of this uh, particular program, uh, James K. Polk of James K. Polk Tuesdays. Um, where uh, every Tuesday on the show, for the first few years it existed, on Tuesday we would give you a different fact about James K. Polk with a jingle that said James K. Polk Tuesdays. Well, in, in Why many... did we do that? We don't know. We because have no idea. Oh, nobody had really knew anything about James K. Polk. So no, we no just... that's not true. Oh. It was, we did not okay. do it because we wanted to inform people about James K. Polk. <laughs> no, I mean, because we thought he was funny. That's yeah. why we did we it. Just thought it nobody funny. knows who he is, and it's a funny name, and it's a funny presidency that nobody knows anymore. And we had a jingle. We had a jingle. And we had a jingle. James K. Polk Somebody Tuesdays. did a jingle, so we did it. Right. For multiple <laughs> years. And to this day, people, every time they we sure talk do. about a list of presidents, including today, people will say, well, where's James K. Polk? We bring back James K. Polk Tuesdays. Not a good president, by the way. Other than what he did with Mexico, and he kicked their ass. Uh, he didn't personally, but he sent the army, and they did. Well, I will say the uh, the, the C-SPAN presidential voting board disagrees, giving him number 14, um, ahead of even the vaunted Bill Clinton at 15, which is ridiculous in and of itself, but ahead of James Madison. Uh, James I mean, he's Madison. in that he's in a pretty good area there. Again, Lyndon yeah. Baines Johnson, wow. Baines Johnson at 10 is incomprehensible. That's uh, incomprehensible. It should be unconstitutional, right? I mean, like, <laughs> not to mention the guy was a big racist. Uh, right. He was a bad president. I mean, you look at the um, the MLK movies that have come out by the left. Even they have showed how bad of a guy he is. They're even starting guy. to admit there. Um, Barack Obama, the big news, was number 12. That was where he debuted on the list. Um, this is an absurd ranking. Um, he is behind Woodrow Wilson, um, who is number 11, which is also an absurd ranking. Then 10, D Lyndon Baines Johnson, also absurd. Nine, Ronald Reagan, absurd. also absurd. Should be way higher than nine. Right? I mean, so then you've got... Way higher than nine. Jefferson at seven. Uh, or Kennedy at eight is also ridiculous. JFK. The guy was president for nine days, basically. I put him in the middle of the pack. Yeah, you know, he was 25. Yeah. I think he did some good like things. Obviously, it ended tragically. Um, <laughs> but, how, like, you know, and then Johnson is, is, is all the way up there at number 10? That's insane. Crazy. Um, Jefferson at number seven. Which, again, ridiculous. He should be higher. Um, Harry Truman, number six. Mm. I, I, you know, hey, I mean, I'm I don't know about Truman. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't he put him at the some bottom. tough decision. Yes. You talk about the toughest decision of the last 500 years. How about dropping the uh, atom bomb on yeah. on, on Japan, Japan twice? <laughs> that's a, that's a tough decision. That's a tough decision. Uh, not not going to um, assassinate with a low risk profile um, Osama bin Laden. That's not the toughest decision in the first, uh, in my book. Years. No, hmm. interesting, interesting. But <laughs> it's in the top. You know, making the decision to assassinate the biggest enemy in the United States's recent history, um, that probably puts it in the top eighty-nine million decisions of the last five hundred years. Wow! Eh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would billion. Decisions? Yeah, billion, 89 billion decisions. Billion, probably, yes. It's in the top 89 billion. Maybe it, not the top five. If you eliminate a good 100 to 200 billion decisions, <laughs> um, then yes, maybe. Um, then you've got, so seven is Jefferson, six, Harry Truman, five, Dwight D. Eisenhower. That's an interesting one. That one's a like, little Nobody high. talks about Eisenhower. Yeah, like, I, I think he's a pretty good president. I, I thought uh, he was a pretty good one, too. But, uh, and he was of, tough on the border, and maybe that's what bumped him up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, he was maybe, tough. You talk I, about a guy I, who was tough on the border. Yeah. Dwight Eisenhower. 
was <laughs> yes. tough on the border. Yes, and so he's and the interesting thing about him in the last 17 years they've taken this poll <laughs> twice. He has risen from number uh, nine to number five. Wow. Now usually you'll see a, a slight, you know, you see these guys move back a little bit. Number one because there's more people going ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Usually they do it. They add another president. So they add Barack Obama at number 12. Everyone below number 12 moves down a slot. Um, but actually, Eisenhower's risen from uh, 9 to 5. Who's paid the price for that? We, we talked about this before. Um, actually, um, and it's a good one, Woodrow Wilson has dropped from 6 to 11, which is a good, we obviously is think good. it's a good change. And I, I honestly yeah. do think the conservative um, education project uh, from everywhere from, uh, you know, uh, the Jonah Goldbergs to the Glenn Becks to, mm-hmm. um, well, obviously, preeminently uh, the Woodrow Wilson character on The Wonderful World of Stew. Uh, things that people, have, uh, efforts that have been made over a long period of time to educate people on the, the nature of Woodrow Wilson and, actually has hurt him. And you good. know what You know what has made the difference is not, not his terrible, terrible progressive policies, but his racism. Yeah. And there's just no getting around that. Left or right, you don't like the racist. And he was a hardcore racist. Mm-hmm. And now that word is starting to get out a little bit, and he's starting to drop. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, number five, Eisenhower. Number four, Theodore Roosevelt. Ugh. Um, Terrible. You know, which I disagree with. Three, FDR, which is another really bad. bad one. Uh, and then, but the two, you know, we're at the top two, with the exception of one guy who always emails you, uh, we're pretty okay <laughs> yes. with uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Now, Lincoln, you know, the case, there's a libertarian case against Lincoln. Um, we're not, you know, we've bored you with it before. I don't think it's necessarily a point to rehash the whole thing. Um, you know, but I think in context, he was a pretty darn good president. But I mentioned um, that I get, a, I get an email uh, from this guy every time his name comes up. And uh, sure enough. You got one today. <laughs> it happened again. I got one from him today. As soon as we talked about it, I get this Lincoln's position on the list. I'm glad you and the liberal hack professors can come together and agree on Lincoln. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So am I. So am I. It's nice that we've come together on that. When conservative radio hosts and liberal members of academia come to a consensus, I have to step back and examine how you both can both agree. And I I didn't misspeak that. (laughs) That's how it's written. Uh, I have to step back and examine how you both can both agree. Hmm. No, that's a good maybe, point. Maybe he should step back and examine the um, amount of times he uses the word both <laughs> in a sentence. That's probably fair. Probably fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's like... I can I, understand yes. the, the libertarian viewpoint on, as I've told him a million times, on Abraham Lincoln. He took extraordinary you measures. you answered these emails? Hmm? Yeah. I have actually answered these emails. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're more intrigued than I am. <laughs> I will say that. But yes, he he suspended habeas corpus. Uh, he he took some extraordinary measures that were frankly unconstitutional. But he gave back that power, which is an amazing signal of who this guy was. Um, did he step on states' rights a little bit? Uh, I you know, yes. I guess he did. He forced people back into the union, right? Or at least we, we had a war um, based on the fact that they were trying to split from us and we wanted them to stay and it, it caused a war. But you have to ask yourself, would it have been better had he let the South secede? And where would we be today if that would have, if that would have been allowed to happen? Where would we be? I mean, would this, it, it, it would not be the same country we would not have the same kind of world that we have today. 
Abraham Lincoln saved the Union. Uh, I mean, there's just no question about that. If you don't like the Union, I, I guess you could take issue with him. But I happen to like the Union. Sorry. I, Pat Gray supports unions! Mm-hmm. I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. I knew it was there the whole time. And look, look, I mean, look, and I, I, I put Washington one. I mean, I, put, I probably put I Washington too. ahead. I but you too. want to talk about how we always talk about the divisions in our society, right? We always talk about, oh, well, we've never been more divided than Trump and, and the left now. Uh, yeah, uh, we have. Um, first of all, uh, yeah, we have. And it, it, to give you one minor piece of evidence as if you needed it when there was a freaking civil war. But the president who won the civil war is number one on the best presidents of all time. The president who didn't do enough to stop it, in historian's estimation, is the last, in last place, James Buchanan, um, in 43rd place, because obviously there hasn't been a 44th yet. A gay man and a gay president. Gay man and gay president. That was the thing we wanted to get to, is that (laughs) James Buchanan is gay. He was gay. He's always, he always will be gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people like to just, uh, just stamp that out of history. But he was a gay man, gay president. Uh, first gay president. It is quite possible that he was. It's actually, there's a, there's a historian who really believes it. And, and I guess he was a bachelor the whole, his whole life. Yeah. Uh, he was engaged for one short to period of time to a girl who was very wealthy. And people speculate that she, he was more into her money than he was into her. Uh, additional part of that is it, they We've broke all been down that road, haven't we? What? We've all been down that road. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't. Sure. Um, but he, she, uh, they broke up and she committed suicide. Um, so, again, there's another part of that uh, that could potentially. And I guess he was around some dude all the time. <laughs> is it too like, soon like to mention that she committed suicide? Is it too soon for the people who loved her? Who? Anne. That's what, Anne. Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised you got Ann. I got I got surprised you got Ann Coleman. Ann Coleman. Yes. Ann Coleman. Uh, very sad story. Mm, very sad. Too uh, soon. Too soon to talk I about it. I mean, as Ann. soon as uh, apparently as soon as James said, "Look, um, I'd rather be with a dude than you," uh, she couldn't handle it. <laughs> Are a, you sure that those were words I'm, he actually spoke? Yes, he did. He said, "All I he wanted, said, Ann, I, I, I'd rather I, be with a dude." I engaged. Than you. I engaged myself to you for the money. Mm-hmm. I really would rather be with a dude than you. <laughs> it was the end of her. And he did roll do he- dude heavy. We do know that. Well, he lived with a dude. He lived uh, with a dude. A senator. Mm-hmm. Somehow the that president so was living weird. with a senator. A president and a senator living together. That is just weird, it isn't it? It, it is odd. You forget well, the sexual aspect of it. Just the living arrangement there and the separation of powers thing. Yeah, imagine if that happened now. Like, Trump just starts shacking up with, like, <laughs> Dick Durbin. It's <laughs> 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 like, what? Uh, tad weird. <laughs> Kind of Wait, weird. you're just, where's Melania? I'm living with Dick Durbin now. <laughs> I just like him. We get along well together. I, <laughs> we got a great thing going, you know? And I'd appreciate you not questioning it. I think or now, I think that might I fly. I believe Trump could get away with it. The left might actually like him then. They might. They might. They, they might, might come around to that viewpoint. Actually, no, he still have an R after his name. They'd still hate yeah, his guts. True. Uh, amazingly. All right, we've got a report from the Environmental Working Group that uh, has warned that 218 million Americans are exposed to potentially dangerous tap water. Now, that means there's about 100 million Americans who are home free on this thing. <laughs> that's, that's a one way to look at it. That's one way uh, to look like at the it. The glass being half full uh, <laughs> there from Pat. Uh, you saw what happened in Flint, Michigan. This is obviously the biggest story that's happened in the last couple of years uh, when yeah. it comes to water safety. Don't uh, you love that the government can even screw up your water? <laughs> Isn't am- that wonderful? It I love is that. amazing. Um, so you want an alternative. You want a way to get uh, to, to not have to deal with these problems. Uh, there is a solution. It's called the Alexa Pure. The Alexa Pure pitcher, it's right here, and it reduces 99.9% 
of 92 contaminants found in tap water. It's a fantastic system that they really worked hard on to make sure that this wasn't just a filtering system that would remove like dirt or rocks from your water. <laughs> it will, re will remove It rocks, will though, remove right? those, okay. but it'll also get out the lead, the chromium-6, other things you don't want in like, your water. You've got bigger problems if there's, if there's rocks coming through your tap. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got to get that checked out. Probably. Uh, but I guess you could do it. I've and... had that, though. I've turned on the tap and just mud comes out of it. <laughs> it's not pleasant. No, that's not but pleasant. But not rocks. No, not, well, maybe no. a few pebbles. Mud built is made of... Tiny rocks. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, order yours right now at getalexapure.com. Getalexapure.com. You can go to the stores. You can buy inferior products for almost as much money. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, you know, do you want to do that or do you want to get something that actually works? If you're going to bother getting the filter anyway, you might as well get one that actually does something. Yeah. Uh, how about that? Getalexapure.com or call them at 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Getalexapure.com. Hi, welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, federal appeals court just ruled last Thursday that Florida doctors can talk to patients about gun safety. Oh, marvelous. Declaring a law aimed at restricting such discussions a violation of the First Amendment right to free speech? Wait, you've got conflicting rights here. You've got the gun rights and you've got the freedom of speech kind of in conflict with each other. How does that work? What do you mean that's free speech? Right. Well, I mean, I guess wait, you can ask yeah. me anything. Yeah, I mean, it's I not just taking not away you. your guns, and you have a right to not answer, right? But it's not to, the, the 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 what would be at odds there is not it's it's the doctor's speech versus not the person's right or ability to own a gun. But what what I would ask is. The hell business is it right. of yours? Exactly. That's how I would respond to. What are you talking about? Do I have guns in my house? But, and am I? But you can't tell a doctor he can't ask, can you? I don't know. It's none of his business. Uh, yeah, you, but you I, can't tell him he can't ask. But what is he doing asking? I mean, I'm. You can tell him. Jeffy can tell him. I can tell him. But the federal government can't say, "Doctors, by the way, you can't talk to people about guns." Well, they sure enough uh, can tell. They tell them I what guess. they have to ask. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I, they can't do that either. Right. I mean, that would be a violation and that would be it's probably what this is targeting, by the way. Sure. My guess is they're saying, wait a minute, we don't want doctors to ask these things. And then they can say, well, there's a mental illness here right. um, and we're going to take it away. Or they can, you know, someone who's anti-gun can make things up to make you look like you shouldn't own a gun. And that's a sensible thing to try to protect about. But I don't think you can get to that by saying doctors can't ask questions. I mean, doctors should be able to ask whatever freaking question they want. And if they ask questions you're not comfortable with, then you go, then find, you go find another, another doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah, right. I think that's reasonable. I think that's right. It's, it's just weird. I have to say I haven't thought this out fully, but uh, you know that seems to me that uh, I mean, Judge. Uh, here we go. A circuit Judge William Pryor, who was a guy who you knew was supposedly came in second or third when it comes to the uh, appointment right. they, that he gave to Neil Gorsuch. Um, he said uh, in a separate concurring opinion that the First Amendment must protect all points of view. Law was passed in 2011 by Rick Scott, Republican governor. Uh, strong support from the NRA. It was one of the only kind in the nation, though similar laws have been considered in other states. Um, support, supporters in the Republican-controlled Florida legislature insisted it was necessary because doctors were overstepping their bounds and pushing an anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment agenda. But that you're allowed to do that as an individual. Yeah. Now, if it's required by law... I <laughs> then think you, you answer and tell them exactly what your situation is at your house. 
that's a different deal. Yeah, that's a different deal. If like I am bound by law to tell my doctor everything he wants to know about my guns, uh, that's an issue. That's a problem. Uh, yeah. But obviously that's not part of this. So that's, I mean, fine. You can ask me whatever you want. I just, I'm not going to tell you anything about my guns. Um, this says 11th uh, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals found that the law does not trespass on patients' Second Amendment, uh, uh, amendment to a right to own guns and noted a patient who doesn't want to be questioned can easily find another doctor. True. That's true. I'm, 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 yeah. a, I'm tending to, uh, uh, I, I agree with that, except like my children, what, what happens if the doctor starts asking your kids? You know, I mean, I specifically talked to my youngest son the last time he went in for his physical and stuff. Uh, you don't need to be telling them everything about us. <laughs> okay. I, I, I bet you've had that talk with him many, many yes, times. And that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. <laughs> uh, right? You're, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, the doctors can, you're right, Stu. What were you the worried about? The doctors can ask anything they want. But I, knowing my son, oh, sure. And they just start ta- talking. About uh, what? What were they, you worried about? I don't want the doctor doesn't need to know everything. What don't they need to know? What are you I'm worried about? I'm not going to tell you what I don't want the doctors to know. <laughs> I'll tell you that. This is unbelievable. The shadiness involved in this man's life. I know. People think we're joking about it. It's we're not, not. We're not kidding. We're doing this we're in not. a fun We're trying to alert you in a fun way. Do you understand? This is a service to you. If you come in contact with this man, run. <laughs> All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, we've got this uh, fun drone's eye view of SpaceX's Falcon 9 landing. <clears throat> Apparently that uh, SpaceX is the Elon Musk uh, business, and it's they're, they're trying to eventually they want to go to Mars, right? I, he wants to send people to Mars, and I think he's even got plans of maybe colonizing Mars one day. Uh, and we're not quite there yet, but uh, here's a look at the Falcon 9 rocket that was uh, developed by SpaceX, and here it is. There, it, there's a drone's eye view. Wow. And here comes the rocket. That is incredible. That's pretty cool. I, I was expecting uh, something else. It kind of looks like almost like we're playing a video in reverse. Yeah, it does. But we're not. That's how it lands. Yeah. So it, it is a rocket that takes off and then comes back down and lands. Yeah. And I know they tried to land one in the on a ship, right, in the in the in the ocean. Yeah, that, well, I forget how they one, one succeeded, I believe. Yeah, one, one succeeded, more than one did. More than one right. may have succeeded, but one has not for sure. They crashed. Yeah, but I mean, those are it's got, that's pinpoint landing, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is amazing that they can do that. Because usually rockets like that, you just jettison them and they just keep going in space, and then they don't come back. This Probably one saves some cash, right? I mean. <laughs> Right. If you're yeah. able to uh, kind of keep everything together, it probably save some cash. Interesting. Um, so, and Musk is. Hmm. I mean, this is obviously all. Uh, you know, there's not some like genius pilot sitting there, like you know, making this happen. Like this is going to be all automated, and you know, it's it's worked pretty much perfectly. Um, and you know, Elon Musk made this argument that this is coming more. I think we have this whole clip here this time, which is goes into uh, what he thinks the problem might be if everything becomes automated. Watch. There will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better. What to do about mass unemployment? This is going to be a massive social challenge. Um, And I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income. I don't think we're going to have a choice. Universal basic income. Universal basic income. I think it's going to be necessary. So it's mean that unemployed people will be paid across the globe? Yeah. Because there is no job, 
machine robot is taking over. Um, that, that's simply the, the, and I want to be clear that these, these are not uh, things that I think that I wish would happen. These are think, simply things that I think probably will happen. Um, and since, and if, they, if, if, if my assessment is correct and they probably will happen, then we need to say what are we going to do about it? And I think some kind of a universal basic income is going to be necessary. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, they didn't get to that part, but the, 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 they start talking about how, how do you get meaning from your life? You know, how, how do you get meaning out of, uh, out of life if you don't have a job? And so many people associate that. Again, you know, it's the first thing you ask somebody. What, what do you do? What, what, what's your job? What do you, how do you, what's, what, what do you do to make a living? Um, well, what if you don't need to do anything to make a living? And government hands you a check and robots do all the work. Uh, how do you define yourself? And what do you say? Um, I think that's. I don't think they had an answer to it. I think that was he mm. was saying. They was raising that question. And I think a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you are, you can be a musician, you can be an artist, you can be, you know, you can do drugs all day, whatever you want to do. Jeffy. Jeffy. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Is that what you do? I the think doctors that proved our fact right there. Yeah. That, pr that proved the point. Is that what you do? And want the doctors to know. What's up? Yeah. Hey, well, uh, me. hey, Mr. Doctor, um, I looked under my dad's bed, and there was just filled with uh, illegal firearms, uh, mass prescription drugs, a bunch of lots of stuff that didn't look like it was prescription right. oriented. Right. Um, yeah. And, maybe um, uh, there's a, the strange toys, um, <laughs> and then a giant, uh, big box of uh, prescription pads from your office, uh, which I thought was interesting as well. Is that huh. what, is that what you didn't want him? Is that what you do? There's what no need for him to be saying what goes on <laughs> in our house. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying to you, Stu. Uh, I don't know why that's such a big deal. I just feel that it's important that the children know did you, I, I what really can and know. can't be said at the doctor's I want to know, okay? honestly, did you counsel your son to not tell the doctor everything that's going on in your home? Absolutely. Did, 100%. <laughs> It's great. You are it's so perfect. 100%. Is that perfect or what? Do you just assume... That because there's nothing really bad going on in your home, that he wouldn't say anything. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a good sentence, but not quite up to the standard of a dictionary. That doesn't matter. The bottom line is what's true, of course. Here is there are things going on. Exactly. I mean, I mean, Trump has got this gig right now where he's you know supposedly going into all these illegal immigrant raids. I'm just saying, if you need to raid a house, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm -hmm. Right there. Right there. Uh, you know what? There's a problem in your life that you may not even know about. Uh, and it involves your phone carrier. Your current phone carrier, if you're not with Patriot Mobile, is using your money to undermine your beliefs. They're spending tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office, to, to push forward conservative agendas like Planned Parenthood. And you just, you don't want that. Yeah, they're pushing for Planned Parenthood uh, and against conservative principles. And that's what Patriot Mobile, uh, they exist to solve that issue. Mm -hmm. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data at competitive prices. Why do we tell you that? Because um, you're like us, I think, and you're saying, well, I'd love to help conservatives, but uh, not if my phone's not going to work. Well, mm -hmm. your phone is going to work. You're going to get all the stuff that you get from all the other companies. Uh, and they're going to donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. And when you switch, Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract up to $500 per line. So, I mean, that's awesome. And then they throw in a free iPhone 5S or the Samsung S5 and a $50 unlimited talk, text, and data plan 
Uh, so it's, you know, I guess you can choose between those two. So it's a, uh, it's a great deal, whatever you, you choose. I think you get the $50 plan and then you get the free phone. And this is the you thing. You get like, them both? Yeah, because okay. I think you get, it's interesting because uh, the, all these other, you know, big phone companies are all falling all over themselves to give themselves credit for now offering you unlimited data. For uh, just $195,000 yeah. a month. Right. I mean, you can get unlimited talk and text. Thanks yeah, so thank much you. for that. That's great. Thank you. Although you just go to Patriot Mobile and get it now. Man, that's, right. another, that's another way you could do it. Call now. Patriot Mobile will waive your $35 activation fee. If you gotta use the, uh, you got to use the uh, promo code, though. It's Pat and Stu. Mm-hmm. You might recognize that as the name of the program you're watching or listening oh. to. Pat and Stu. That's how that tied in. Yeah, that's I was how wondering. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. It wasn't just a random What's collection a of letters. What's in there? Why? Huh. Um, go to uh, <laughs> patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Patriotmobile.com slash blaze or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Patents too, triple eight seven two seven back. University of Wisconsin Madison students uh, are demanding free college for blacks. I mean, how many times have we said it? There needs to be free college for black people. I mean, we how many times have we said are it? Huge proponents on giving mm-hmm. away benefits based on the color of people's skin. Yes, we think people should be prioritized based on skin color. It's a mm. big thing that we fought for for a long time. I think Asians should get free health care. Blacks free college. Uh, Hispanics. Uh, should get free groceries. I'll say Asians should get much of anything because they outperform us everywhere. They outperform I don't care. white people. It doesn't, we that doesn't are the matter. minority. Uh, it doesn't we, matter. It doesn't we matter. are the. the, the it I doesn't mean, matter. Did you ever see their test scores? <clears throat> through the roof. In- income? Through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, they should be paying for white people uh, so we can equal the pay- playing field. It's not that they've just outachieved white people, it's mm-hmm. not that. It yeah. is not. It isn't. Uh, it's solely because uh, skin color. Um, uh, and, that's uh, why. And that's why we think, um, really, we think it's a really good move for the country to move towards a, a, a situation where we can all come together and say that group of people with that skin color should get more things than that group of people with that skin color. That is, I mean, I will say this, as a historian, that has never been a problem in the past. Never. That's mm. always been good policy. Always. Always good policy. Um, whenever you say one people who look one way should get more or less than another group of people works out well every look time. another way it's always every a success time. it's 100 percent success yeah and they're demanding free tuition and housing for black students um and this is apparently because at least according to the new york post because blacks were legally barred from education during slavery and university remains out of reach for black students today it does it remains out of reach for black students today there seems to be a lot of them I mean, I don't know what the percentage is of blacks in college today, but it's got to be higher than the population, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, higher than the population of blacks? Come on. That's, I mean, that's insanity. Resolution, that, that is insulting, and I would say racist against black people. Resolution stated that too much emphasis uh, is on high ACT and SAT scores, and that upholds white supremacy. <laughs> And allows too many kids from suburban high schools yep. to be admitted. Again, I always I'm sorry. Agree. That's based on merit. When, yeah. you're, when you're talking about test scores, ACTs, SATs. shut up. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I, mm. people, a lot of people are against uh, standardized testing. And I, you can obviously go too far with it. Um, because it do, people say, well, it doesn't help you learn anything per se. It's just a quiz on what you did learn. And I look, I've always looked at this a different way. This goes back <laughs> to when I was in school. It's not about learning the things on the SAT. 
or the ACT. It is about accomplishing a task and figuring out how to do that. And I knew that I had the SATs coming out, so I went and I took, I read books about it. I, 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 was, I did the, the process to end to a task. That is much more similar to what you do in the real world than most of the stuff that you do in school. Uh, in the real world, you have a task, and mm-hmm. you have to do these things to prepare for that task and accomplish the task. That is actually what happens in the real world. Um, whether it's a, a report or it's a sale or it's a, you know um, a new invention or who knows what it is. It's a you know creating an IT department, getting people on the internet, whatever it is. It's about accomplishing a task that you're assigned, um, and that needs to be part. It doesn't need to be the entire thing, but it needs to be part of it. And so it, it's interesting that like they say that like well these things are racist against uh, black people. Well, first of all, they are racist. There are some racist things in the text. In fact, this is one of the things I found out studying for the test. Uh, which this is, goes back to the uh, SAT. Uh, you know when I took it, which was in 1994. So it's old, old information here. Alert. But when I was studying for this, they said there was a controversy in which black people said they did not have enough black person questions, whichever, right. whatever, right. whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and so one of the ways they made that better was to make questions about black historical figures. So, so they said in, 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 the, in the book that I read to prepare for the SAT, if you have a multiple choice question and there is a black person involved in the answers, you know it can't be anything bad about them. Because the reason they right. put them in was to say, look, we swear, we're, we're sorry that we were too white. So if they asked a question mm-hmm. about, you know, whatever black figure it is, you know it has to be a positive result. And so it actually helped me during the test. I remember thinking, I wasn't sure if it was person X or person Y, but it was a negative question about the person. And I knew it couldn't be the black person because they won't say anything bad about black people in the tests. So I would knew it wow. could be the evil whitey who you could say lots mm-hmm. of negative things about. But, I mean, that is an actual thing that happened during the test, and this is years ago, and I'm sure it's worse now. If anything, probably every question is about how bad white people are and how good black people are. Every question now. The math questions are probably like that at this point. Um, So it is kind of an interesting thing. I I think, though, the question is not whether it's fair or unfair to certain groups. It's not about the information. It's about accomplishing that task about accomplishing a goal. You have a goal to test well on this particular thing. Don't think about it as like, I hope I know every piece of information I've learned through through high school. It's how do I take this test? What are the mechanisms involved? What are the types of questions they will ask? Learning about the test and executing the test is much more similar to actual work than figuring out what in 19 or, you know, 1758, what happened. Yeah, but what about the racist questions? Well, that, well, you have that to deal with, which is difficult. Yeah. All right, uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we Yay. don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> so last week, uh, the great uh, Chelsea Clinton uh, out in, uh, the she's still Chelsea the great Clinton. Chelsea Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, daughter of Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh, tweeted on her verified Twitter account, at Chelsea Clinton, I need a thesaurus. What's another word for horrifying, sick, awful, mm-hmm. running out of adjectives these days that mean unconscionably terrible? Mm-hmm. Oh, are you? Well, Chelsea was helped. <laughs> Good. Chelsea was helped. I bet uh, she was. 
One of the respondents, uh, Juanita Broderick. Oh, boy. Uh, she replied to the tweet, well, since you asked, here's my definition of horrifying, sick, and awful. Oh, no. Answer, your father, Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Whitbeck nice. responded, nice. I think mom would qualify as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mm. be careful what you ask for uh, yeah. on your Twitter account. What was she, t- I mean, what is, she's looking for adjectives to describe the Trump administration or something. She's, she's, I mean, she's where the rumors are now, right? She's getting ready to uh, run for office. Probably. They've got her uh, setting the table for her for a uh, Congress seat in New York, I think. So good for her. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want her. We want her. No problem. Uh, the world is much safer uh, here in the United States, specifically. Uh, Customs and Border Protection agents uh, seized uh, 42 pounds of horse meat, including uh, 13 pounds of horse genitals, arriving from uh, Mongolia at Dulles International Airport. Uh, the horse meat hidden in juice boxes. Uh, one of the women said that the horse genitals were for medicinal purposes. But... There was also carried with them. That's how bad this was. They had three liters of yak milk that was also seized. All of this incinerated now. I mean, we're, I want you to know it's been incinerated. <laughs> Why? Uh, because uh, horse meat prohibited from entering the United States without official certification might have foot and mouth disease. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that makes sense. Mongolian horse meat is always prohibited. <clears throat> Why? Always. Oh, always racist. because of disease. So I hope you're, hope you're happy. Horse meat's a big mm. thing around the world. Uh, mm. Kazakhstan has a big uh, horse meat stew. That's like their like traditional dish. Mm. If you go there, sounds um, delicious. Which is why I, I sold the condo. Uh, to be honest, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you did the Kazakhs. Uh, okay. Yeah, a condo that I did purchase uh, sold because uh, don't want the horse stew. Okay, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, I know that you guys are uh, big Star Wars fans. Uh, according to uh, the news now, and people are not. Happy about it. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, is referring to multiple individuals. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. What? Initially. Get out! Yeah, because it's Jedi is the plural as well as yeah. the singular. And so they, apparently they got the uh, they got the word from the Spanish. They got the idea from the Spanish poster because the Spanish poster reads uh, Star Wars Los Ultimos Jedi, and if it was only one, it would have read El Ultimo Jedi. How many times have we said that? So, it's not El Ultimo Jedi. I bet over a hundred. <laughs> over a hundred times we've said that. Yeah, starting in 17... Mm, 38? 30, 30, 37? Uh, in there somewhere. to be safe. <laughs> well, obviously The Last Jedi includes Luke, right? Right, the theory was yeah. that Luke was the last yeah, Jedi. Last yeah, Jedi. but there's others. Um, but there and we've been told others. all along, no, there are others. Mm? others. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to find out who they are, and obviously Leia... So they weren't tricking us. Well, of course, she's not, I don't know, she can't be in this, can she? Mm.